time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Monday morning here on the podcast. That means we are going to be talking some Rio Hondo prep football and that great victory from Friday night, the absolute dismantling of their rivals, Pasadena Poly, 49 to nothing at Care Park in Irwindale. Uh, what a night it was for Rio Hondo prep, absolutely uh, taking down the Panthers in uh, just classic form. Uh, I know I slept well Friday night after seeing that up, that drubbing. I mean, it was great. No offense to coach Chris smoke who was on the program last week, but uh, man, that was very, very fulfilling. So 49, nothing victory for real Hondo prep. We're going to be joined today by head football coach, Mark Carson from Rio Hondo prep. He's actually in the waiting room uh, waiting to come on the program. So we'll get him on here shortly. I have had quite a morning. I thought I had everything set up, ready to go. We trying a few little different things here with the uh, audio and you know, the intro coming in. That's why you almost heard it twice there. Uh, but you know what? Hey, we, we, we will adapt. We will persevere through adversity. Need many, many cups of coffee this morning, but um, uh, last week was a great show talking with Mark previewing the poly game, talking with poly coach, Chris smoke previewing the game as well. Talking about the rivalry. We're going to do something similar today. Mark's on the program again, and we are, tentatively scheduled we'll see if he still is available because i'm i've kind of uh delayed this a little bit we're, we're going to be scheduled uh, hopefully by uh, to be joined by uh head coach deshaun burns from linfield christian who was on the get home safe podcast a few months back uh talking about his coaching journey and everything he's a head coach of linfield christian down there in temecula so he's scheduled to join us we'll see if uh, if that uh, still happens if it doesn't, it's my fault for, uh, you know, not being on time on schedule. I had so many technical difficulties this morning. Anyway, no one wants to hear that. Uh, but anyway, uh, just as a heads up Wednesday, when I record with Bill Barnes, that'll be Wednesday morning. So the episode won't be out till probably the afternoon or so, uh, just is what it is. And then Friday, we're going to be joined by John Lee jr. He makes a return appearance to the podcast. He's going to fill us in on what's going on up in, uh, Oregon as he is kind of, uh, fighting spearheading an effort really with some school boards up there and some of the policies going on. And then we're also going to have a theological discussion, just talk about faith and life. And uh, I, I think you guys will enjoy it. So uh, anyway, um, I will uh, get to that uh, later in the week, but today is about Mark Carson and Rio Hondo prep and their great victory. So let's get right to that. Bring on head football coach, Mark Carson, and uh, just break down the game from Friday night and look forward to the upcoming game Friday against Linfield Christian. Okay, joined once again by head football coach Mark Carson from Rio Hondo Prep, and uh, I have a bone to pick with you, Mark, to start things off. Very, very, dis very disappointed in you. Um, uh, -oh. uh, uh, the victory Friday night, forty-nine nothing. Why, why, Mark? Why could you not put up fifty? One point away. Come on, Mark. What are you doing? Hey, man. Um, we did not expect it to go that way. <laughs> So, you know, before the game, the officials and Coach Smoke, uh, you know, they asked, you're going to play overtime if we get to that? And we're like, uh, both coaches said, yeah, you know, and, and we're thinking like, you know, that it might happen, knowing that four months ago or whatever it was, we played an 8-7 game. Yeah. And uh, figured it would be much of the same. But, yeah, man, our guys were like, uh, 
releasing some caged dogs. I don't know. They just came out. That was something to see, man. I got home late. I didn't know the score. I, I put on huddle. I watched the every snap and I uh, was watching it, you know, at like midnight, like I was uh, watching, a, you know, watching it live and uh, cheering yeah. on my couch and everything. Um, I, there were a few things, obviously, um, that, you know, you need improvement on that, that we'll touch on. But I mean, could you have imagined the game going any better for you guys? No, it was almost the first half is almost a perfect half of football. Yeah. You know, um, special teams were good. Uh, most, for the most part, offense was awesome. Defensively, we, um, you know, we got one kick, one turnover on the kickoff and two other turnovers, you know, three turnovers. And uh, we always tell our guys, we're plus three, I guarantee we'll win. Mm. And um, we had that in the first half. And yeah, we were just rolling, controlling the clock like we did at the end of the first half to, to punch it in was great too. And, you know, just a, a great half of football. I mean, it was really a complete game from you guys, uh, start yeah. to finish. I mean, um, I, I was sitting there watching the game. And I took notes uh, basically throughout the game, uh, you know, with big plays and things. And uh, I was like, okay, we'll talk about special teams. Okay, you, you guys did a great job there. Seven for seven on extra points. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you got the, the, the kickoff, the uh, a huge kickoff return for a touchdown to start the second half that pretty much just – put the nail in the coffin and then um i'm going backwards here but and then the the fumble on you guys second kickoff uh that was big i was pulling my hair out mark to start the game i'm going a kickoff out of bounds to start the game you gotta be kidding me (laughs) yeah that that was that was funny you know i looked at uh ed green he does a great job with our with our kicking game and and i'm like come on man and it's like you know like all right give him the you know give him the 35 yard line here we go but you know um Trevor, Trevor Scott, he, uh, he's our kicker, uh, senior, and he's uh, kind of taking that role on, uh, played some soccer growing up, and so he's got a pretty good leg, and he's um, learning the position, and so it's like he didn't really pick it up until the summer and started, started kicking, and, and he's getting better and better every week, and so it's really good to see, and yeah, like you said, same guy on, on PATs, and he's perfect seven for seven, mm-hmm. and so we were really happy with that, and then um, you can kick the ball and get a lot of air under it. And so that's what kind of caused that fumble on the, on the second kickoff and um, really just kind of got the, the train going downhill out of control, really, you know, and, and probably couldn't do anything to stop it. I want to ask you, I wrote this down because um, you're an old special teams coach. I know it's, uh, that's how you got your start really at the high school level. And what ideally for you when you're kicking off, what is, what is that magic yard line that you're trying to prevent the return team from getting to? Is it the 25? Is it, I mean, the 20, yeah. what is, what is that yard line? Anything inside the 25, we feel good. Yeah. 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 So I'm um, either kicking in the end zone or kick it high enough and deep enough to pin them back. Um, it gets to the 30. We're okay. Anything beyond that, it's, it's kind of feels like you're, you're giving them a, a head start on the possession. So, yeah. Yeah. They won the, they won that play if it's 35 right. or 30, yeah. you know, uh, more than yeah. the 30. So yeah, if you cut the yeah. field down you, you, you inside the 25, I mean, that's three quarters. They got three quarters of the field to go. Anything shorter than that. Yeah. The field position game is definitely up in the air. So um, I wrote that down. I was like, kick off out of bounds to start the game. Come on coach. Uh, but it but was then, almost a perfect kick though. Cause it almost yeah. bounced. We'd have bounced in and we'd have probably had them on the, you know, we would have had them pinned back way back. Was it a design like a pooch kick situation? Or you kind of you try to pin guys kind of on the numbers kind of by that sideline? Yeah, we were trying to pin them in a corner. That's how we, we designed our coverage, or we call it different every time, but that's how that one was designed. Kind of pin them in the left, far left hand corner. 
and get get numbers there so they can't get a good return. But uh, I was trying to be a little bit too fine with that kick. It's like, just hit the numbers, man. We're good. Yeah, no, no, too fine. It's all right. We'll polish it up next week. Uh, again, that was what uh, I have to I have to nitpick here with the mistakes here because there weren't that many um you know yeah. there were there were uh there were some penalties Pauly did have more penalties than you uh but you had six for 50 uh, i guess you could live with that but but you know some of i'll tell you this uh Pauly, their very first play you know they get up and shove one of your guys for the the dead ball personal foul i mean very foolish yeah. on their end because that just put them backwards and that was like the beginning of the end really yeah you're right kind of not a great way to start for them um, um yeah, and our, and our penalties, I think I think we had one um, encroachment penalty on a fourth down, which was super, you know, obvious. They're trying to draw us off, and, like, the third time it worked. Yeah. Um, but the other ones were mainly, you know, we had, I think we had two or three of the low block ones, which you, you watch the film, and it was really a, a judgment call on the official's part. Uh, yeah. We don't obviously coach that, and it's more just, like, our guys being aggressive, and they might have fallen down, and then bodies get tangled. And so we can live with penalties of aggression like that. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Penal aggressive aggression. That is not something foolish. Not dirty. Yeah, yeah. Dirty or stupid. Yeah. Hitting the back. Yeah. Hitting late. That's just going to happen. So no, I understand that. And yeah, the fourth down play, I'm getting the game is over at that point, but still um, for future, you know, plays, right. you don't. And, and I know Paulie did move. I tried to watch that play subjectively. I thought I did a slow motion. Did you? I think their guy's head started moving first, but it was, you know, it was, so close. it was so close. And yeah. I was like, well, you still got to control what you can control. And, right, right. Um, and I'll be honest, Mark, the, the, the score, I will be honest as a former official, if the score is a little out of hand already <laughs> and there's a 50, 50 play like that, yeah. you're probably going against the team that's winning. That's just, yeah. you know, I'm not talking about a, a close game. Right, right. Touchdown lead. That it just makes sense, right? It it fits yeah, the game. Yeah, um, something to argue about, and it's good good teaching point for us, you know. Oh yeah, oh big time. So uh, yeah, that was that was a, uh, you know, you can't have a perfect game, even though you guys had had close to that. Um, so the penalties, uh, yeah, here and there. Um, oh, and I gotta tell you, so I don't know if you know this, and I know you want to be accurate, and and I've I've heard you and your staff say this before. Maybe it's not a big deal, uh, but I've heard. You and other coaches, other teams, you want accuracy, right? So you've heard other teams say, hey, they're chopping us. They're chopping us or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. I, If you want to go into terminology, a chop block is a high-low situation. Right. So a cut block, if you want to say, hey, they're cutting us downfield or, they're, you know, low block yeah. downfield. Like, But when you say chop, you might run into an official who's like, okay, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, yeah. that, that, that's just my two cents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cut block is definitely the proper terminology if it's, yeah, downfield. And- yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, but we'll go. Uh, so Mark here, uh, man, you guys, uh, again, a, a complete football game. You outrushed Pauly 370 to 157. I mean, Rio is based on the ground game. Uh, I know you're, you're huge, uh, in that the foundation and everything. I mean, you guys didn't need to throw many passes because the running game was so good. Yeah. Good things happen when you run the ball, you know, mm. you run the ball, good things happen. For, and for us, it's total football. You know, you got to be able to run the ball to, to control the clock when we need to. Um, that being said, uh, I think both QBs had, had some good completions, uh, one for a touchdown and, and uh, you know, throw for effect, throw for touchdowns. That's kind of our goal. That's, uh, yeah, that's a tradition for sure. Uh, not throw many passes, but try to have big plays or touchdowns on them. And, you know, I was impressed. Uh, there was a lot of big plays on Friday night, but uh, Damian Diaz completing a, a touchdown pass to Calvin Johnson. To me, that was 
that was just summed up real football perfectly. A, a just totally well executed play fake because the run game was so well. And then Calvin wasn't the only one that's open, but he, he, he's the guy that got the pass. So you guys executed that perfectly. And you had to be really happy with your quarterback, Damian Diaz there. Yeah, it was a great throw kind of over the defender who was, who was beat by a step or two, but not wasn't beat terribly. So it had to be a good throw. And uh, Damian's been working on timing and, and getting good touch on some balls. And, and that was great. But yeah, I think Gio was open in the flat. Well, you know, we had two guys open on that. So um, nice choice to have for a QB to have two guys open. Oh, definitely. And you didn't throw the ball much. Um, looks like four times for uh, four or excuse <laughs> me, four completions for five, uh, four out of five. Um, yeah. Good what, percentage. Hey, absolutely. 80% right there. What did, <laughs> what did you make of uh, your other quarterback? Your younger guy got some snaps also, right? Yeah, Armando, I thought he did well. Um, he led us on two drives. Um, he had one good throw on a kind of a scramble where he threw, um, found Calvin for, for a nice gain. I think it was the first down, uh, got us a first down and then uh, really managed the clock well, which was impressive for a young guy mm-hmm. um, at the end of the half. We didn't want to leave too much time on the clock for them to score. It's always tricky, you know, do you, how fast do you go? How slow do you go? Um, you don't want to take away too much on the clock and then you don't have enough time to score, then, you know, you blew an opportunity, but um, he did it perfect. And, and we got in, I think, with under a minute left or right around a minute, which was perfect. You know, uh, it's good to, especially when you got a young guy and an older guy, a better a senior and such, it's good to get guys those experiences, even if, it, you're, you know, there's because there's more to it than just throwing the ball. You know, I wasn't right. a quarterback who threw the ball very often, just like most real guys, but to manage the clock, to get the team in the huddle, to, to some just being a leader, really. And yeah. I thought both guys did a good job. And that, yeah. that play you talked about with Calvin Johnson, I, 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 it was a scramble situation. Calvin did a great job in relocating, you know, finding yeah, getting open. That finding was, that was, yeah. He looked like a pro there, man. A real, really great job by a, by a receiver yeah. there. Settling down, finding a, a spot to settle in. Mm, yeah. Like almost like it's been coached. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Mark, um, you know, the ground game was, was spectacular. Uh, Gio Ortega is, he doesn't, it, it's crazy how he's not the featured back Guerrero is, and even McCullough, but I feel like every time Gio touches the ball, he, he's, he's going to score. He's, he's your big play guy. It seems. Yeah. I think uh, if I'm a opposing team, uh, defensive coordinator for sure. I'm probably holding my breath every time number 11 gets it um, just because he's so fast and shifty and dynamic. Um, you know, he's like a, yeah, like a gazelle out there and, and he can um, not just fast, but he knows how to read holes and he can just explode. And so, you know, it's really, and then with those three guys, then you add Calvin and then the effectiveness of our quarterback, it's really a multifaceted attack. You can't just focus on one or even two guys. Um, and, you know, it makes, as a D coordinator, I, I know that it makes it a lot harder to plan for and scheme for when you got multiple guys to worry about. Oh, yeah. Multiple weapons. He, uh, Geo's like a Swiss Army knife kind of thing, man. Receiver and, uh, you know, yeah. running back. Uh, you guys have a two back offense, but it's crazy. Sometimes you motion him in to, to where there's three backs and you don't know who's going to get the ball. A lot of uh, misdirection. Great stuff. I yeah. love the I love I don't know what it's called, but it's like a uh, Geo does this like wide long motion towards yeah. the backfield and then rather than go everyone thinks it's going wide and then you guys cut it right inside the tackle there that was one of my favorite plays yeah a little orbit motion that's something that uh randy's put in this year uh kind of for geo to feature geo yeah yeah i mean geo uh geo only had not five carries 
but he had 97 yards. Uh, obviously, the kick return for a touchdown, 90 yards. Uh, Jonathan Guerrero, tough yards. Just, I mean, what can you say about him? 10 carries, 141 yards. He's definitely your guys' workhorse. Yeah. And um, again, another guy, threat to take it to the house. I, I don't know if you noticed it, but his durability, I think, is um, better than it's ever been. If you, if you see him, he's bouncing off guys, you know, yes. and not just making guys miss. He's running through tackles at times, and that's a credit to him and the, the weight he's put on, the good weight, the muscle mm. weight he's put on, and the strength he's gained um, over the summer and so forth. And so, you know, he's running through tackles as well. He, he did look uh, a little thicker, and yeah, he, he, man, he, I can't believe I don't know how he breaks tackles. It's so crazy. Uh, the first guy never brings him down, it seems like. Nope. Yeah. So, and you rarely get a clean shot at the guy. You know, it's like the guy never gets hit hard. <laughs> no. And, and McCullough had some tough yards, eight carries, 49 yards. Uh, he had one run in particular that looked like Polly just they were worn out and did not want to tackle him. I don't know how, how many, how, how long it was, maybe six yard run or something. But yeah, he uh, he'll get going here too. And it's he's to me, he looks like a threat that is just for some tough, hard nose carries to keep him honest in the middle. And then you got your two big uh, game breakers there. Yeah, yeah, kind of it. And and even Ryan, he'll he'll watch the film and he'll point out, hey, Ryan, you cut here, you, you get more yards. But it seemed like he's always looking for contact anyway. So nothing wrong with that. Who he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hear you on the, you know, I could see myself. If I saw the 6'3", 240 pounds running downhill at me, I don't know if I'd want to tackle him either. And, I mean, you know, I have seen it actually because I'll be on the scout defense playing free safety or just out back, back there playing referee uh, <laughs> during our, our defense of uh, scout time and running against our offense. And I'm like, dude, I would not want to tackle that guy. No. Like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. No, no. So, uh, I mean, I thought the offense was great. I mean, the offensive line, Mark, they did a, they, they were spectacular in the sense of, I thought their first step got better as the game went on. Paulie got slower, the real offensive line, some of the tosses, I mean, you're, you're pulling guards or tackles, whatever they were, uh, they, they got to the corner quick and sometimes yeah. there was nobody to block out there. Yeah. They're good athletes and, and, um, all seniors except for one. And so, it's a good season group and um, you can tell they're very polished, but um, got to keep working. Cause um, you know, we can't, we, while, while this win was great, we can't um, rest on it. You know, we got to keep built. We got to build on it. Yeah. Th that's a good word for it. The line does look uh, very athletic, very athletic. Uh, they're in great shape and they were taking it to Pauly uh, up front and get, you know, what, what I loved about your big plays, Mark is there was like, usually four or five other cares, four or five teammates sprinting down the field. You, you saw more real guys next to your, your ball carriers uh, <laughs> than you did. Yeah. A little convoy. Yeah. It, was, it was great. It was it, to me, that spoke to effort. It was, it was excellent effort yeah. all around. Yeah. And we'll run, we'll run two hundreds and kind of uh, pit the linemen against the skill guys. And uh, um, with, with this year in particular, these guys are hanging with the skill guys, our linemen. But that tells you how, how, what kind of athletes they are, what kind of shape they're in. You know, they can hang. So. Well, and, and I didn't get to see it in person, but what I saw on film, um, you know, I, I saw some poly guys dropping, whether it was after a, a hit trying to tackle McCullough or I don't know if there was any cramping going on. I know at the Rose Bowl there was a few months back, but you guys seem to be in much better shape. Did you guys have any injuries on Friday night? No, we came out clean. Uh, we're good. Um yeah, I think the poly guys has more cramps every once in a while. You know, I had a, cramp, a couple guys drop for cramps. It was a hot day. You know, I think it was like 90 degrees at kickoff. But, um, yeah, 
it, it's got to be motivating for your team. I know that it was when I was playing, like when you would be see, see guys start to wear down or cramp up uh, your yeah. opponents, that is. And then, you know, in the back of your mind, man, this is because we condition it most motivates you to work even harder the next week, knowing that, man, this is an advantage if we keep pushing ourselves. Right. Right. And our guys, I think, yeah, have that mindset, that mentality to, um, put up with the training because they know that's what it takes yeah you know and they can see the results so mark i've never done this before we're going to try something here uh may yeah. have to go to pause here can you see if i go to the screen there can you see my screen right now nope share screen are you trying to share a screen yeah i do not see it um, don't? okay share it says you're sharing sound let me pause real quick all right, Mark, we're going to try something here. We're going to try a little, uh, if we can figure this out, if I can figure it out, technology. We're going to try to uh, look at the screen here. Okay. Can you see the screen? Yep. Okay. You can see the screen. Okay. So for those not uh, watching on YouTube, I'm going to look at two plays here from Friday night, one on defense, one on offense that, uh, I mean, Mark kind of brought up, wanted to talk about. Uh, this is a uh, one defensive play, one offensive play. This is uh, the fifth play of the game, Mark. It's third and long. Polly is backed up again after that kind of stupid penalty to start the game. Uh, looks like you're in a uh, almost a prevent kind of defense. I, I think it was like third and 23. Um, three down linemen. Looks like you drop a lot of guys here. You get pressure, which is great. Uh, Polly quarterback kind of panics and uh, throws one up in the air. And uh, let's see if we can run the play here. Yeah, you want to run it first and I'll. We'll break okay. it down. Yeah, so we're in our uh, our Rio front, which is a three man front. Poly motions. Um, yeah, so what, what what you see is the interception, but kind of the if you run it back, um, kind of the the DNA of that that play, and, and just to see how it worked. Um, you just go back slow. Yeah, I'm gonna turn off the audio on that play because it's hard to hear you over yeah. the play. Okay. So go ahead, Mark. Okay, so um, so first you see, yeah, I see our front. If you just want to hold it there, um, and then we, we see. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll play. I don't think it'll play your voice. It won't play your voice while it's playing. Okay, Mark. So I can't when when uh, when the when the the play is going, it's having having a tough time hearing you. Okay. So let's watch. So uh, first, take me through uh, the the front here, the 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 base look, okay. and then I'll pause it, and then you can comment. Okay, so let's give this about. Let me see here. Give it a couple seconds. Okay. All right. Third and 23, three down lineman. Looks like uh, kind of your, your standard, uh, you know, no, nothing deep look here. Take us through the, the, the front. Yeah. So we're playing, we call this our quarters coverage and um, other people may call it something else, but that's what we call it. And uh, so three down lineman and they are actually blitzing um, Jaden Sanchez, our Mike linebacker, and you'll see our strong safety. And so then you would think, okay, now you got three under three deep. Um, but our strong safety, Gio Ortega, comes and robs that coverage in the middle, uh, replacing Sanchez. And um, because of the motion and, and because he's on the wide side of the field and because he's, he's really strong and fast, McCullough gets a great read on, on the QB rolling out and um, really pressures him into a throw. But, um, yeah, so that's what happens at the beginning. And then on the back, the back side of the play, our, our coverage um, – our outside linebacker here, Aaron Size, if you see him, he's reading those that slot receiver and the wide, the number one receiver wide. And so while number four, our corner is going to run deep no matter what, Aaron will only run <clears throat> deep if both both those receivers run vertical. 
And um, once he sees that they're not both going vertical, either one doesn't go vertical, and he gets his eyes right to the flat. And um, he gets his eyes to the flat, sees the back coming out of the backfield and makes a great break on the ball. The ball floats a little bit, again, because of the pressure from McCola. And I think he felt pressure from the backside or blitzing linebacker too. And so it kind of all works together. Um, but number 21, Aaron Sides, just a sophomore, makes a great read on this. And, um, um, you know, his eyes get to the backfield. As soon as he sees two verticals aren't a threat, looks to his next um, progression, which is to the backfield. And then he, he makes a great jump on the ball. And we always joke with Aaron at practice because he's kind of has butterfingers and he'll usually drop the ball. And so it was a, it was a joke on the sideline when he caught Aaron, you finally caught one. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was a great way to start the game. So it was a lot of fun. Sure thing. I mean, it was a heads up play. I didn't know he was a sophomore. That is uh, that is really cool. I, I could see uh, the wheels uh, spinning as as this play developed. So you would say this uh, cover four, you said quarters defense. So you go to cover four, drop everybody. Um, yeah, it's what we call we, we really play four underneath and three deep. And so okay. it's our three deep look with four underneath. And um, yeah, with with a blitzing linebacker and, and our strong safety kind of robbing the coverage on a pass for him uh, backside. And, and if you look on the backside, Gio does a good job. If they were to have time, and he, he would have been right there on the underneath, um, kind of the, the ball across there. I think they're one of their slot receiver. The slot receiver on the other side was running a post or something, and, and Gio was right there to get that as well. Sure, sure. And and we're going to run this play here. And this is a you know a, a reason for people to watch this on YouTube now is because we're going to break down some film, I think, uh, maybe a play or two a week. Uh, just tough, tough to hear you, Mark, over this audio, which or yeah. over, you know, so we'll uh, work in progress. So I'm going to run this play and then I might run it a, a few times in slow motion, too. So yeah. uh, here's a look. Mark told you about McCullough on the. What's crazy is you got. To me, you got three linemen, you got you bring a fourth. Paulie has five linemen plus a back who stays in and you guys still get pressure. It's four on six. And you guys still get pressure in there. That I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I was like, how in the world did they get pressure on third and 23, not even rushing many guys? So quarterback is, is has to flood. Uh, what looks like one of the back who went in motion, uh, he peels off. And that's where, uh, what was your sophomore's name there again? So that's Aaron, yeah. So you see, he sees the, the two receivers on his side. Uh, once one goes in, he knows he doesn't have to worry about a vertical threat anymore. And so yeah. we call it wall to flat. And so he just looks to the flat right now and uh, – and because the quarterback's hurried, the quarterback kind of floats it, and then Aaron's right there. I mean, the, the back out of the backfield looks open to the quarterback as McCullough's coming in, who probably blocks his vision a little bit. He never sees uh, right. your defensive back here, and he's doing a great job of passing off this receiver, knowing he has help behind him. So right. very well-executed football here. Uh, Gio, as you mentioned, comes up. Now he's kind of covering the middle there. Uh, so let me see. We'll just finish the play. Just floats it, and your DB is right there. And not only that, this is uh, Ray. Ray Mo Montez Ray's there. Ray was playing Sam linebacker. The interception was uh, Aaron size. Yeah. And, and Ray, Ray, uh, Ray, I thought read the play. Well, had Aaron not been there, uh, you know, Ray, Ray yeah, was right there. The tackle. Absolutely. So we'll run it again, just so the, the audience can see it just very well executed defense here. And the sideline, of course, it was a great catch because it was <laughs> yeah, wobbler, not an easy it. catch, yeah. as you mentioned. And, and if you look here again at McCullough, the impact he has, I know we had a, a blitzing linebacker in the middle, but if you look, the tackle barely gets a hand on him. And then the, the, the back that was supposed to stay in and help. I mean, McCullough runs right by him. Not a great effort from the tackle yeah. and the running back here. Chris Smoke will be uh, pulling his hair out. But let's see one more time. We'll pass the back. Or not yeah. linebacker, yeah. inside yeah. linebacker. No, he's our Mike linebacker. Yeah. Okay. He, he penetrated right through uh, the guard and, and center there. I mean, he's barely touched as well. So uh, yeah, he timed it up. Timed it up really well. One last time. Ball at the 20-yard line going in. Um, three plays in. 
Uh, you could not have asked for a better, a better start uh, defensively that really uh, shaped the rest of the game for you guys. Yep, it got us off to a great start. And, okay. Uh, really just got the momentum going in our way. Then we got the fumble on the next kickoff and so forth. So. It was just a snowball. Uh, snowball. It, it, it yeah, just, exactly. I mean, it was, it was like you couldn't have written a better script. Um, right. See if I can figure out how to. Uh, uh, just scroll. Yeah. Kind of scroll uh, down. You scroll down. Okay. We'll get you. Okay. There we go. Yeah. We'll get you out of here in a timely manner, coach. I know you got a game to get to, uh, or, you know, start prepping for next week. But um, anyway, Mark, um, I'll scroll down and see if I figure it out, but um, a great win, a great win. I'll kidding aside, 49, nothing. Um, Great job. Of course. Um, I know the kids were very excited uh, to be playing football back at care park on a Friday night in, in, uh, in in the fall here, we'll call it. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, how was coach smoke after the game? We heard him here on the podcast. Was, was he uh pretty disappointed? Yeah, you know, the handshake? He, was really, he was really cool. I was just like, sorry, man. Like, you know, sorry just for putting up, putting it on him like that. But really I felt bad for, you know, any coach friend, especially who you, know, you get beat like that. It never feels good. And he goes, Hey, Hey, just enjoy it, man. You just beat your rival before you know nothing. He was cool about it. And, yeah. and they were healthy. You know, our guys were healthy. So well, I wasn't able to get to, uh, I think uh, you know, for time purposes, we'll, we'll move on, but, um, uh, we, can, we can squeeze in that one if you want. You think so? Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to play 63. I'm just, I'm, I can't seem to scroll down on the play. Um, I have, I have eight minutes. Yeah. I know you got, uh, you got to go. So, um, down there? I just can't seem to, uh, scroll down. I don't know where. New to huddle, man. I've used huddle plenty of times. Wish you could just um, like, hang on. Oh, I know what I can do. Hello. We'll do it the old fashioned way. Let me just scroll ahead here. Yeah. When we're doing this, it's hard to hear you. You come in pretty, uh, pretty scratchy and such. So, Hey, we're, it's, we're experimenting. Um, but, uh, Mark, uh, yeah. what can, what can you tell me about, um, about, uh, Linfield Christian tough, tough game coming up. Probably going to see significantly better athletes. Uh, that's no knock on Polly. It's just, I think Linfield, um, you know, very athletic, good, well-coached team. I mean, what, what do you know about Linfield, uh, Christian upcoming? Yeah. Coach Burns will have his guys ready. I'm sure. Um, they will. And it's our, you know, first and really only long road trip of the season. So, um, that's kind of fun, but also a challenge logistically to get it all right. Get the timing down when you leave school and, and eat your meals and so forth. And so, um, making sure we do that and take care of business there. And then um, other factor playing on an artificial surface for the first time in a while. And so um, a lot of factors that way, traditionally strong football team like to run the ball. Um, and so we think it'll be a good challenge for us. And uh, we know coach Burns will have his guys ready for sure. And um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good football game. Uh, they won a CIF championship not too long ago, coach Burns. I'm trying to have him on the program here shortly. Uh, to talk with him. Um, let me see, Mark. I think I can get this play up here before you got to go. All right, Mark, one more time. We're going to try this, uh, an offensive play. We probably can't talk about it as long, but uh, this was one of your uh, late touchdowns. Uh, what spoke out to me on this play, Mark, was the outstanding yeah. block, probably the best block of the night from number 24. So before yeah. I start, uh, I show the play here. So uh, yeah, what's this the look? is... Um... Far right slots, the formation, and we toss 39. And so we're running to the weak side of our um, O-line. There's only two guys over there, but you watch 
Um, one of the cool things about this play, number 11 and 24, they're working out, communicating to each other who they're going to block and, um, and who we're not going to block. And between those two and then our tackle, Paul Lane, and they're on the left uh, flank, he is going to pull, and we're going to leave their end unblocked. And um, we tell our, our running backs, you have to outrun their, their defensive end because we're not going to block them. And so Paul pulls. Um, these two guys crack down. And then um, you'll see our guys on the right side of the line um, go to the second level as well. And so we're essentially not blocking two of their four defensive linemen um, and uh, or maybe two of their five. I don't know if we blocked the end either. And we're going to second level and, and, you know, thinking big play here. Yeah. I mean, it's outstandingly uh, great execution. I want to run it a few times uh, and forgive me on the names, but your, your tackle gets out so fast, almost has nobody yeah. to block. It's a great pitch from your quarterback. This is not an easy play. You got to You got to hit Guerrero on the run here and he has to outrun that end. And then a great blocks uh, from your receivers here. So we'll run it a few times. Just perfectly executed. Guerrero goes on to him this time. He takes it, Pauly dude, and just dominates him right to the ground. Then 57. He looks as yeah, fast as Guerrero fast. here. Paul Lane, a great athlete. He made a couple of great tackles on kickoffs, actually. Um, you'll see him execute. We call it an airplane block where guys don't push him in the back. Don't try to, you know, get a big hit on him. Um, just kind of spread yourselves out, get big, and shield him from a ball carrier. So you see that's kind of the end, end of the play. Yeah, it's smart. It's just, uh, you know, you don't want any dumb penalties to be in the way. No big hit. Yep. Screen him off. <laughs> 24. 24. Great yeah. block here. He's uh, on top of the dude a little bit. Uh, he, he was a little fiery. He, he's a little fiery. I saw him after a few plays get up and uh, get pretty exciting. Yeah, clearly. Excited. Yeah, he's going to be a great player. Is uh, a good player right now. And he's going to be great. He's a sophomore, too. So, young guy. Um, doing really good work. I'm oh, getting sophomore. a lot of uh, traffic in my office here. No, no, no kidding. Uh, yeah, Mark, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it better next week, but it was fun lo- looking at some plays with you and uh, just yeah, talking about the, the team. So we'll, we'll do more of it next week. Hey, good luck Friday, a long bus Thank trip get, and make sure the boys get plenty of sleep, plenty of water, you know, right. nice, nice, nice pregame meal. And uh, I'll be watching, man. I'll be watching on huddle uh, when I get back late and I'll, I'll have more notes for you. Sweet, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Have a good week. Him. All right, Mark. Well, big thank you to Mark Carson coming on the program weekly now, and we'll try to start earlier next week so we have more time, but that was a lot of fun breaking down some plays and things of that nature. But uh, uh, we're going to move on and to, to next week, as they say. Great win for Rio, but now upcoming, they have a tough game against Linfield Christian. And as promised, we're going to be joined by head football coach Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian. So uh, let's have a quick discussion with uh, the opponent this week, see how they're doing, and uh, – what to expect from them. So uh, let's get right into it with Coach Burns. Okay, making a return to the podcast is head football coach of Linfield Christian, Deshaun Burns. He was on our podcast months ago talking about his coaching journey and uh, shared some great stories, coaching Landon Goodwell and some other great college and NFL teams. So uh, Coach Burns, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, it is uh, awesome to chat with you and, and, you know, coach, it's, it's great to be talking football while you're able to play football. This is great, man, to, to be back to playing high school football, uh, at the normal time of the year, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Obviously, uh, making the transition and getting to a point where, uh, getting what, what is normal, what's the new normal, right? <laughs> um, I'm trying to feel fill that void. And then it, it, it seems like we're getting back to, um, to get a sense of normalcy. So it is mm-hmm. good. You know, last year at this time, it was, everything was up in the air and you weren't sure what was going on. Oh, big time. Uh, and for those that don't know, if you haven't heard coach Burns's uh, episode, it was back on March 19th. 
Uh, it's titled Lionheart, and we talked for about two hours about his uh, career and things. And so, uh, great football conversation if, if you're hungry for some uh, talk about the gridiron. Um, Coach Burns, that was kind of before the spring football season. What can you tell me about uh, your season last year, the, the shortened version of it? Well, we came out and we were, we were young. We had, you know, it was just so, it was so weird, right? It was expanded, then compacted. Um, we entered the season. We had some, had some unfortunate departures. Some kids transfer out. So we had a new look of a football team. Yeah, we're going to play in the fall. And then we just, we, we carried on and, and um, commenced to proceed like we were playing in, in, in uh, August, September. So we did our, our workouts virtual via Zoom in June, July, August. And we started school. We were actually on campus. And so we, we practice and work out and do the things we're supposed to do, you know, following the protocol. And then spring hit, and then we're going to play. And then we end up getting a three-game season in and just league. You know, instead of running out and trying to run 10 games, which is just crazy, in my opinion, trying to squeeze 10 games in in this window with guys that probably haven't trained like they should have trained, you know, collectively. I mean, we know what we're doing. Um, we had our hands on what we're doing here um, at Linfield, but collectively kids weren't training. They weren't working out. Right. So you saw injuries. You saw a lot of things that were, that were sad for the game. So we had a three game season. We were one and two um, battled. Our kids grew. We found out who we were. We were very young, predominantly freshmen and sophomores playing. I mean, maybe I think three, two seniors, we wow. had two seniors. Yeah, two seniors on that team. So we found out about ourselves and then got back in the lab <clears throat> this offseason, right? And just read up <laughs> like maybe like a month later, right? And then we had kids that were playing um, basketball, lacrosse, track, <laughs> right? That was happening. There was like seven sports happening in the spring. So for us to pull off an abbreviated season was huge. And it was more just to find out what it was like and to get hit and do some hitting in the mouth and, um, we made it work, right? We made it work. That's it was like spring ball. Yeah, yeah. Like you're in Florida having like a jamboree. Yeah, mini right? season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> in Florida and in Texas, they have these jamborees. Mm -hmm. You know, where they get to play. So it was kind of like that. Oh man, well, I was glad that you and other schools got to play. My alma mater, Real Hondo Prep, they played a, a three game season and they got right. to play uh, their final game in the Ro uh, the Rose Bowl against their rivals, Pasadena Poly. That was yeah, that was really exciting. Um, but it had to be tough for kids to, you know, you want to play football and you got to do all this waiting and then you only get to play three games for those that get to come back though. Uh, your juniors and such, they got a fresh start this year. And, uh, you know, you guys are playing real hondo prep next, or excuse me, this Friday, coach mm -hmm. Burns. Yeah. I know you and I back in March talked about, we got to make this game happen. And right. it, it did, it did, it did come, uh, to, to be on the schedule. So, how did that all come about? Um, did you just reach out to Coach Carson or? or Coach Carson reached out. I mean, they reached out. It's kind of weird. It kind of manifested. He spoke it into existence. Yeah. Um, it manifested itself. They were looking for a game. We're looking for a game. Um, we had something on the docket. Coach Carson reached out and said, hey, what do you think about playing? We talked about it. I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, and that, it was just that, that seamless. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, RHP alum, uh, Landon Goodwell, who you coached back in his college yeah. days, 
you know, he, he's got a tough decision to make this Friday. Does he root for his old coach or for his alma mater? I, I'm assuming he's going to be rooting for real, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the old goody mob's going to do his thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I think we talked about it before. <clears throat> when when we played Rio Hondo in the middle school um, for years ago, uh, the, our middle school programs played each other. So Landon, when my sons were playing on the middle school team, Landon came out and watched the game. End up talking to my son's team because he 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 basically watched my kids grow up. You know, we're at UTEP. He would come watch them play football at the little local park there. So he ended up coming talking to the guys, and then he kind of saw him torn a little bit because he's talking to them, trying to go after. And then the real Hondo guys are looking at Land like, "What are you doing over there talking to them?" And so I give him a hard time. But yeah, I mean, I, I figured he'd, he'd probably pull for real Hondo prep. You know, of course. Yeah, yeah, of I, course. I get it. He, he knows, he knows uh, they're up for a, a tough, a tough game this Friday with your team. You guys will, you know, very well coached and uh, Landon speaks so highly of you. He, he loved the episode uh, that we did back in March. And um, I'm going to try to get him on here to maybe chat some real football too. Um, go just go into your, your uh, season. Rio has played one game. They were victorious Friday night, beating their rivals 49, uh, nothing. Yeah. You, you have played two games. You guys played week yeah. zero. Unfortunately, two losses, a tough two point loss to Laura of Anaheim and mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a rough game last week against Pacifica, uh, kind of a blowout. What, what can you tell me about each of those two games? Well, I think um, once again, you use a preseason to find out your identity and determine who you are. So we went into a Laura team that's tough, you know, big, big fellas up front. And we just we didn't execute um, the way we're capable of executing that allowed them to get out ahead of us early. And then when we made the adjustments and guys calmed down and began to play, um, the second half was like night and day from the first half. You know, I think we came back and scored 18 unanswered. They didn't score in the second half. And you just can't afford to leave opportunities on the table. And so these are learning. They're good coaching tools and good coaching points as far as development goes, especially when you have a young team, that every opportunity is, is crucial and you need to make the most of it. So, um, you know, we, we had that. And then uh, a Pacifica team is very competitive and very tough. Um, we scheduled them a year ago. So this would be in year two. We scheduled them with a different roster and they had theirs. And then we couldn't play because it was a COVID deal. So they didn't end up going on. And so we got on the back end of this year. And so we went out and played. And then, you know, um, once again, it's the same adage, right? Um, you got to throw. You got to compete. You got to knuckle up, ball your fist up and throw. You got to throw with the purpose. And if you don't, then you can be on the on the on the opposite end of something that you don't necessarily want to be on. And that's where we found ourselves. So it's a coaching point for us to understand what it looks like and then understanding what your identity is. So you can look at it and and, and throw in a towel and say, oh, what was me? Or you can say, what could we have done to not have it be like it did or like it was? And if we can have those conversations and and teach that way then what we'll have is a much better result the next time we step on the field. And that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That's the beauty of a 10 game season or however many games you guys are playing is that it's, it's every week you try to get better. Um, you're going to have ups and downs. That's just uh, the part of a football season. Um, yes. And what's great about football is it is that one game a week thing where, right. okay, it's preparation all week for this one, two and a half hour session and, uh, you know, you try to, to move on from there and learn from it. So uh, I got to ask you this, Coach Burns, you're someone who coached in the NFL. You coach college football. Uh, now you're, you're coaching in high school football. You have for a few years now. 
Is it somewhat like frustrating when you see kids? I mean, they're kids, they're, they're, they're young men. Uh, when you see them make mistakes that things you wouldn't have to necessarily deal with in the NFL, you wouldn't have to deal with some of the mistakes uh, guys would make in, in high school. I mean, 16, 17 year old kids versus, you know, 30 year old grown men who've been playing football for 20, 20 plus years. You know what I'm kind of trying to say there is it yes. well, you'd going be back surprised. to, okay. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Um, some guys play and they're crazy talented, right? So there's been minimal coaching. I mean, they're just freaks. So you let the freakism jump off of the field and and, and they're just out there making plays, right? See ball, go get ball, you're a freak. Um, and so you're not really, you've never really been coached. Um, so some of the same mistakes are happening at, at the pro level. The frustration is when there's not an attempt to make the adjustment. Uh. That's the frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I recognize where I'm at. You know, the old uh, the old uh, Tom Slick, you know, the new the new the job was dangerous when you took it old, old old Saturday morning cartoon. So I recognize <laughs> what what I'm what I'm involved in where I'm coaching. I don't expect him to be like the Redskins or the Eagles or the Niners or the Mountain Lions. I, I don't expect that, right? We do have a standard and we're gonna play the way we're gonna play, and that will never that will never change. However, <clears throat> The, the controllable parts of the attitude and effort. And so when there's not the adjustment made and it's due to lack of effort, or lack of attitude, that's a problem, right? That's when coach might lose it a little bit and not be so happy. Um, they actually grasp the concepts and they get it. Mm-hmm. It's just the execution, right? Like I said, you know, you're in college and there's some guys that shoot, they're out playing. And all they do, you know, if you have a corner and all he's ever done is play man-to-man his whole entire career, and then he goes somewhere and all of a sudden he's got to play zone scheme, and he has no clue how to play zone because his whole entirety has been a man guy. So he mm-hmm. just locks up. I'll sidebar for a second. A couple years ago, I coached an all-star game out here. And so there's a kid that came from a program, pretty well-known, and so we're, we're in an all-star game, and I was coordinating, and we're talking about running some, some coverages, and so we're running some zone stuff. And the kid was lost. And I'm like, wait a minute, you, you, um, like, you don't, you don't play off. You don't know how to play off. Like, you don't know how to backpedal off and, and, and play man, man, man to man off. Um, you don't know what your reads are in cover three, you know. And this is a pretty prominent program. Yeah. And the kid was like, no, I just play man. And this kid's <laughs> going off to a power five school. He's like, I just play man. And I just, put him aside and said, man, you know, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get hit in the mouth when you have to understand, like there's other, like, you can't play press all day, son. Like, like this isn't seven on seven. Like, yeah. like they do other stuff and you got to play off. If you can't play off, you won't play. If you don't understand zone, you won't play. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the frustration is the lack of effort, you know, ah. and the lack of execution and the lack of focus. Sure. And, and that's, that's relative for, Everything. I mean, everything. I I mean, football is all about situations. I mean, you you don't, you you don't uh, generally, you don't go five wide on, on fourth and inches. I mean, you don't go uh, double tight end three backs on, uh, on third and long. I mean, you got to be able to adapt to what the down and distance, the game situation is. So some kids, uh, yeah, doesn't seem like they're quite ready for that. You got to teach too. You got to teach. There's not a lot of teaching. Mm. I'm I'm, I'm just, you know, it might hit a chord with some folks. There's not a lot of teaching. 
Mm-hmm. And in the league, you, you figure you're getting the, the, the cream of the crop, right? I've been on some staffs where if a guy can't do it, then we're cutting him. And, and, and there's no room for, well, what did he learn when he was in college? <laughs> I, you know, like you're, he's expected to pick it up. I mean, that's just the bottom line. He's expected to pick it up. He's a pro. Yeah, He's got to pick it up. So I've heard, I've been in meeting rooms and, and, and coaches have, hey, fire and they cut him. He, he can't do it. Well, maybe he never really had to do it. <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't matter because we'll find somebody that can do it, right? You know what I mean? And then studying and teaching and how much are you going to teach and implement and put into a guy so he oh, can yeah. get his IQ. Football IQ is important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's enough emphasis being put on football IQ and understanding, like you said, situations. And, you know, football IQ is, is really underplayed. Mm really underplayed it's it's skill set the bigger the faster the stronger the player is the better you should be not necessarily sure no it's it's absolutely i i agree 100 that yeah you you can see it uh i haven't been involved in the game in a long time but but you can see the guys who are uh, uh just a notch better you know whatever, whatever level it is notch better mentally i mean they just stand out and that's a big difference uh, in how guys separate themselves coach did you get a chance uh, have you yet to see the film of real hondo from uh, last Friday night, have you started yeah, to break? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we exchanged film on Saturday morning. Like, you know, Coach Carson did a good job of getting film to us. And we've exchanged film and then had some text message conversation via huddle. Um, tough team. You know, play hard. Real Hondo's always been known to be tough, greedy. They get after it. They're going to punch you in the mouth, and they're going to come play their style of ball. So that's, you know, that's what I know Real Hondo to be. That's what Randon, Landon represented when he came to UTEP. He was the same type of guy. You talk about it, you know, talk about um, what it was like to play at Real Hondo Prep and like Chippy out on the shoulder playing, coming from there, you know, so yeah. you can see that. You can see that in the play. What What do you guys have to do Friday night to slow down uh, Real Hondo offensively? They had a great running game, um, mm-hmm. over 300 yards rushing, uh, almost right. 370, I believe. I mean, what do, what do you have to do as a football team to slow Rio down? Well, we got to come out and play our game, just like they're going to come out and play their game. Um, we got to come out and play our game. I can't give you too much. No, of course, of okay. course. Yeah, no trade secrets here. Of but course. yeah, but we got to we got to come out and play our game. We got to come out and do what we've been working on and what we've been preparing to do and operate our plan, like operate our game plan, and, and go. And then when the dust settles, we'll find out. You know, the, the outcome will be the outcome. Um, I, I know the no game is a big game. The next game is the biggest game because it's the next game. So it's, you know, you know what they do well, you know, the team does well, doesn't do well. Um, I think when you emphasize on that, you kind of lose sight of, of, the, of the main thing, right? And our, our model here is keep the main thing the main thing. And it starts with playing the brand of ball that we're supposed to play, mm-hmm. whoever the opponent is. And if we're not doing that, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you won't have positive results. So we got to come out and play the way we're capable of playing and do the things, you know, uh, do the things we're supposed to do, eliminate mistakes, eliminating bonehead plays, right? And yeah. come out and, and, and do what we've been coached to do and what we're coaching them to do. What's interesting with football is that generally it's who, I mean, it sounds simple enough, but who makes the least mistakes generally wins. I mean, the, the turnover margin penalties, if, if you win both of those, generally you're going to be pretty competitive in a football game. Right. I mean, the goal is, you know, you win, you win the games you're supposed to win, you lose the games you're supposed to lose. And then when it comes down to some things, the games that are kind of 50, 50, 
mm -hmm. win because the preparation has been there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so um, it starts with the preparation, it ends with the preparation. That's it. You got to go in and prepare, and then you got to, you know, you got to take advantage of your opportunities. And if you miss those opportunities, <clears throat> then a good team will take advantage of the opportunities that you missed. Sure, sure. Right? Uh and, and coach, I mean, the, the films have been exchanged, so there's no like, uh, you know, there's no secrets here. They can mm -hmm. see who you, who your players are, who's, who right. some of your top guys are, but, but who are some of your, your, your playmakers, your top guys, maybe your senior leaders on the team down there at Linfield Christian. Well, we have a, a, a very, you know, very smart, articulate ball player in the name of Ryland Jeremiah, our linebacker, uh, very smart football IQ is off the chain. Uh, been here, played on the team that won a championship. He played on the team. He was a freshman when we, when we, in 18, when we won a championship and he was able to play and get on the field and learn from those senior leaders. <clears throat> um, and those guys that went off to have, you know, are doing pretty good in college right now. So we saw what it looked like to, to practice and play a certain way with those guys. And he was kind of reared, made some plays as a freshman, then his uh, sophomore year, um, no, check it. Yeah. Yeah. Freshman year, he came in and we won a championship. Then the sophomore year, um, we went uh, to the to the semis. So in 19. So um, he's been around. Right. He's been around. And then you know, it might have been a you know, sophomore year, sophomore year. We, we won a championship. And then his junior year was the uh, no check that <laughs> freshman year championship. Sophomore year. Um, what you call it, uh, the semis. And then we've had, you know, the, the crazy season. Sure. So he's been around, he's seen it all, right? He's seen the championship. He's seen just being a game short of getting back to the dance and being a back-to-back -back contender. Um, so he's solid, good leader, good leader, good, good leader, good motivator, good teacher, good mind, good coach. Um, Jonathan Aguilera, our quarterback, who's a sophomore, um, junior now he's played he came in as his freshman year um saw some guys play in front of him and saw what that looked like had a chance to get on the field and get after it um and then he's contributed and played in the spring right and then he's playing um now so he's there solid and then we have some some young guys you know uh a kid by the name marcus dilke is freshman and thomas Pashaw. Uh, they're freshmen. They've just kind of stepped to the plate and made plays and got after it and holding guys to be accountable and, and, and getting after the work ethic is is amazing. So um, I'm very pleased with what what we have in the cupboards and what we have on deck uh, because they, they they understand what it looks like to to play and work. Sure, and, and and you know a football team like you said is always trying to find an identity. Um, I mean, if you could, maybe it's maybe it's not there yet, or maybe you have a vision for what it could be. Two games into your the very young season, uh, how would you sum up your team? What, what would you give if you had to have an identity today or maybe go a different route with it? Uh, what's kind of your your perception of, of your team presently? Yeah, we're going to we're going to be tough, right? We got to play tough football. We want to hustle. We want to run. Um, we want to execute. So at the end of the day, we, we, we got to be a, a tough group of characters, right? Um, and be able to go go all day. Um, so I think grit, grit would be the identity that we want to have. Juggernaut, no, you know, we're not, you know, the goal is not to go out and score 9 million points. That's not the deal, but it's to be a sound, efficient, physical football team. 
And I think that's where we're heading. I think that's the direction we're heading. Absolutely. Great, great stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, coach, I, I would, uh, I would wish you luck, but you're playing my alma mater. So I really can't say that, but I will wish you luck the remainder of the season. Uh, uh, but no, um, it's going to be great. I, I hopefully Landon gets to tune in and, and, uh, you can either talk smack to Landon or maybe he'll give you a jab or two coach. If we, uh, yeah, yeah, you yes, know, I'm sure he will. He'll get at me as a coach, you know, Landon, the old, my man, Goody Marv will say some stuff. I don't know. Where he <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to get him on here and, and chat. Uh, he's one of the, the best football players reels ever had. Probably. Well, I would say arguably the best. Um, they have a kid right now on the team uh, who a lot of people are comparing to Landon uh, Ryan McCullough. Uh, a junior already has a, a Pac-12 offer to Colorado. He plays uh, well. Most guys play both ways at Rio, but uh, mm-hmm. he's probably the best overall football player there at Rio. Do any other names kind of jump off the page to you from what yeah, you've that's seen? 40, that's, that's forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a solid football player. Good kid. Good, good, solid football player. Um, they, they have hard running. Your running back runs hard. Number five, the kid runs runs well. Um, they execute. Number eleven plays well. Five and 11. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Guerrero, Gio Ortega, um, mm. you know, especially, you know, coach as an, I got to ask, I've always wanted to ask this, you know, Jonathan Guerrero has been playing varsity football. He's even saw some playoff time uh, as a freshman, but he's a, such a little dude. I mean, he's put on some good weight and everything, but I feel like teams look at him and think to themselves, there's no way this is their number one running back, but he, he runs hard. He, he does not play like he looks. He's short in stature, but a big-time player. So uh, is that what, what you kind of see on film from him, a little dude who is just a great football player? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I don't get caught up in height, weight, and all that stuff. Because, and it's funny you say that, I just was, um, I just posted something on my Facebook and Instagram. It's one about J.J. Taylor kid at the Patriots. So mm-hmm. he played with my son at Arizona and then obviously he played at Corona Centennial and they played with the IE Ducks and the Corona Panthers. So my, my kids are grown up playing with JJ. JJ is no more than five, nine, right? Yeah, he, was I... three, he was a three-star kid coming out of high school, but you see, I have running back of the year from Corona Centennial. And he was a three-star guy, whatever that means. And now he's year two in the NFL and he's on their roster and he's ran for 142 yards <laughs> Sunday, right? Yeah, too so, small. He's too small. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's football. There's people that understand football. And then there's fantasy football. Oh, and people thank that you. Go off, you know, people that go off of, well, he can't do this, he can't do that. All I know is that the dude's productive. So production is production is production is production. Amen. Don't talk to me about other stuff. Production is production. Tim Biakabatuka. Glenn Milburn, I mean, we can go, uh, uh, Sproles, uh, Metcalf, I, how do you want it? Joe Morris, how do you want it? Like, how, how do you want us to put, Barry Sanders wasn't huge. What do you want to see before you stop putting um, these, these these markers on? Well, he's too small. Does he show up? Yes. Is he productive? Yes. Does he jump off the film? Yes. Then the kid's a ball player. Mm-hmm. What, very well said. And J.J. Taylor actually officiated – uh, uh, Corona Centennial and St. John Bosco 2015 yeah. at Angel Stadium. And I saw him, I'm like, this is their, I, I mistakenly, I'm like, this is their top running back shorter than me. And I'm not, I'm very yeah. short. And the dude was a baller. I mean, he right. was running circles around Bosco that night, super fast, couldn't tackle him, 
great career at Arizona and now uh, awesome to see he's in the NFL. So yeah, one of the best pound for pound players I, I ever saw was JJ Taylor. Well, a man told me once a couple of my mentors, if he makes plays on Friday, he'll make him. If he shows up on film on Friday, he'll show up on Saturday. If he shows up on Saturday, he'll show up on Sunday. Oh man. JJ has been showing up since Saturday in junior tackle doing the same things. If you pay attention to what he's been doing, he's been hurdling people since the seventh grade. <laughs> and people don't understand that he was a junior Olympics national champion hurdler in the wow. 300s. Wow. Yeah, you know, as a young kid. And then at Centennial, he was a 300 meter hurdler, CIF <laughs> competitor. But see, people don't know that. And no. the dude was in gymnastics. The dude can backflip. He's, he's crazy athletic. So he was, a, he was a CIF. He was a track hurdler in the 300s so the hurdles are darn the hurdles are darn near taller than him <laughs> yeah right he's running the high hurdles in the 300 and he gets out and he's a cif trackster in the 300 meter high hurdles oh yeah so, I, right? I i love rooting for the guys you know that are a little smaller have the chip on their shoulder maybe that because people people um i don't know people just take them for granted so right. uh but uh yeah it's awesome to hear coach that you have a mindset out there that I don't think a lot of people do, you know, talk about football IQ and just, uh, you know, seeing, seeing it for what it is, this guy make plays or not. So refreshing, refreshing to hear uh, Friday night, coach real Honda prep comes down to your place in Temecula for yes. a week two matchup. And uh, man, I'm excited for it. I won't be able to make the trip, but I'll be watching on the huddle afterwards. Uh, you guys excited uh, for, for a big home game with Rio. Yes, it's 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 so many parts, right? We got a new field, so we'll get a you know have a chance to play on our home field. Um, new field, new scoreboards, all the ambiance, being able to play at home. We've been on the road for two weeks, two Thursday night games, um, you know. So it, it's in Garden Grove and Anaheim. So it'd be it'd be good to be back home. Be good to play in front of a home crowd. Um, there's a, a deep history with Rio Hondo and Linfield. So there's some some nostalgic stuff there. Um, chance to see two football teams get after and play hard, you know, hard nosed, gritty, and just a good football game. You yeah. Know, and, so we're looking forward to it. Oh man, it's gonna be great! Uh, a rematch of the championship game from help me out here twenty. Yeah, two thousand nine, from my understanding. Oh nine. Okay, so yeah, it's been twelve years. Like that. Yeah. I don't think they've played each other since. I could be wrong. No. Okay. Not okay. on the varsity level. The middle schools have played, but not on the, the yeah. Oh we yeah. Close. We were close in fifteen, I think. Like they were in the in the bracket or something. It was close. That's I, I right. Think. That's yeah, we right. Close. We were close, but I think if you guys would have went out, we probably would have saw you or something. I don't. It was close. I, I remember um, seeing Rio Hondo like, oh wow, you know, they're, yeah, they're in, they're in the division and they get there and they get there. So. Well, it should be a fun game Friday night, uh, a home game for you guys and a tough bus trip for Rio, but uh, you know, seven o'clock, the ball's kicked off, you know, throw everything else out the window, time to play ball. So coach Burns, thank you so much for joining us today. Looking forward to the game uh, in all seriousness. Uh, good luck the rest of the way with your team. And uh, I'm sure you guys will have a, a very great productive season, uh, even though I'll be rooting against you only for yeah. about two and a half hours on Friday. There we go. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for the honesty and the candor. Um, <laughs> Just happy, just blessed to be out here and coach the game that we love, right? And help the kids uh, get out there and, and pursue some dreams and and uh, get back to normal, normal oh. lifestyle. So that's, that's huge. Amen to that, Coach. Well, uh, 
we'll, we'll uh, talk to you down the road. And again, if you haven't heard coach Burns is a uh, long podcast with me, long form uh, back from March, March 19th, uh, Lionheart, if you want to check it out. Thanks again, coach. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, a big thank you to coach Burns coming on the podcast with me and talking about Friday night's football game with Rio Hondo prep. Can't wait for that game. Should be, should be a good one. Coach Burns will have his team ready. I know that. And uh, yeah, a rematch of the 2009 CIF championship game that Rio Hondo lost to Linfield um, in a muddy, muddy, rainy game at Covina district field, which is about a mile from where I'm sitting right now. So uh, a, a sad night for, for Rio, but um, uh, they'll look to avenge that loss uh, upcoming here Friday night with uh, Linfield Christian. Um, the the uh, Lions are 0-2, suffering a, two, a loss to Laura, 20-18, and then losing a game to uh, uh, Pacifica High School, 55-0 this last Friday. So they're looking to avenge or get on the, uh, a, a win, get in the win column. And, um, yeah, we will uh, – We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens on Friday night. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, let's see here. We're supposed to be joined. I have a few minutes left here on this podcast, uh, unless I upgrade the uh, the Zoom. Let me see here. Let's see what I can do. We're supposed to be joined by one final guest. It'll only be for a couple of minutes. So uh, let me pause this and then uh, bring on our guest here, a mystery guest, if you will. Okay, a very special guest. Gonna chime in here for a few minutes with me. Landon Goodwill from the class of 2005. Yes, sir. Joining me, my former teammate back when he was a sophomore and uh, I was a senior. Uh, Landon, big football game for Real Hondo Prep this week, playing your old coach from college, uh, Linfield Christian, led by Deshaun Burns. Uh, How excited are you to uh, finally see this matchup? Uh, Pretty excited, actually. Uh, This should be a good game. I know Coach Burns has a great program out there, but, you know, going to be tough against those uh real hondo prep cares so let's see what goes on this weekend let's see what happens definitely man uh coach burns is so fun to talk to uh just easy going dude uh he's got a million and one uh motivational lines for for you and uh i mean uh did did you enjoy his podcast back on march 19th oh yeah of course uh coach burns is definitely a uh an animated guy who has a lot to say and has a great way of uh putting it out there so <laughs> crack it up he uh he's definitely a big motivator oh yeah and and i'm sure he's gotten after you a time or two landon a time or two yeah <laughs> by that by a few um <laughs> no, coach burns definitely knows how to he knows how to make you better as well as tear you down a little bit to build you back up so uh he's good guy good guy good, good stuff uh landon i saw you a few weeks ago at mr ken drain's retirement party uh, that was great seeing so many former players and such. Um, uh, it, it was cool. You flew in just for, uh, you know, for the night, just to say thank you to coach rain. Like so many of us did. I mean, uh, did, what did you make of that night? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was a you know great event that was put on uh, really appreciated the guys who put it together and was happy. I was able to make it out. Um, just as far as, you know, being able to stop by, tell coach drain, thank you. You know, that was a big thing for me. Uh, he definitely did a lot for me in my career. So, um, you know, he was definitely somebody that I had no problem making a special trip for. Oh man. Well, it was great to see you as always, you know, a little escape, uh, from, from the kids you got running around now, uh, you know, congrats to, to you and Jasmine for uh great, great family you guys got there. And, um, yeah, man, just, uh, anytime you can chat real Hondo prep football, I know it's been a long time landed, 
but uh, yeah, still, right. Still being, being out there. And I mean, the memories have to just come back when you go down to Rio. Oh, absolutely. Uh, man, it was good seeing some old teammates got to run into you, of course, uh, Jordan Ross, AJ Corsini, um, Devin Drain. It was a good night. It was good to see everybody, man. And, you know, kind of just reminisce. It was the first time going over to Care Park, so that was good for me. That was good to see. It's a great little uh, situation Rio's got going over there. You know, I miss Field One, but, hey, you know, time moves on. Things change. Things improve, and they've done a great job down there. Yeah, it's it's a great place to watch a high school football game. Uh, Rio, the campus itself, has uh, made some great upgrades. The weight room is uh, looks phenomenal. Um, yeah. I know Mark Carson's very proud of that. And, you know, Landon, um, you are one of the best players Rio's ever had. You went on to play Division One college football at UTEP. Uh, the, the current roster ha- includes uh, some great players, but uh, one sticks out in Ryan McCullough, only a junior, and already has an offer from Colorado to uh, play in the Pac-12. So uh, have, you, have you heard of Ryan? Have you seen him? I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons of him to you. Yeah, I unfortunately haven't been able to see him play yet, but um, man, I've heard a lot about this guy. I've heard a lot of good things. Um, seems like a big, strong kid. You know, he's doing some big things as a so- well. He did some big things as a sophomore. Um, he's definitely projected to be to do even better as a um, junior this year. I look forward to hopefully catching a game, maybe seeing some highlights online. I've talked to Mark about him a lot. Um, seems like a great kid as well as not just an athlete. So I'm excited, man. I, Anytime you see Rio Hondo stepping into that, um, you know, just the the highlight of, you know, having players down there that are, you know, college bound and looking at, um, you know, furthering their athletic careers. It's, it's amazing to see. And I'm excited for the program and, you know, just more things to come for Rio Hondo prep. Hey man, man. And, you know, some, some of my friends will make fun of me for, you know, cheering so much from alma mater and things, but as a guy, I mean, you've, you've been out of high school now for whatever, 16 years. I mean, do you still kind of have that, that, that fanhood of, you know, go Rio. I mean, you're living out of state now, but you still tune in. You're still proud of the program. Oh, absolutely, man. I, you know, I, I haven't caught a game since, wow. I can't even probably my second year out of college, maybe when I was still living out in California for a little bit, since I've been in Arizona, unfortunately, I've been able to catch any, but um, yeah, man. I mean, I check scores. I check to see what's going on. I talked to Mark a lot um, just to, you know, kind of keep up with the program as much as possible. So I'm excited to see what they've been doing. What oh, I'm happy to see what they've done, and I'm excited to see what they will do. Yeah, the access has been uh, pretty awesome. Um, to the YouTube channel where uh, I think Mr. Guerrero puts highlights on. You can watch the games broadcast on Facebook Live. Uh, if you have a Huddle account, you can watch. I mean, it's really, really cool that people have access to watch games uh, and stay informed. I mean, this podcast, we're trying to do that too and just talk real football, something that really hasn't been done before. And uh, I mean, the, the, it's really endless, really the accessibility to the program now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, fortunately we have the capabilities to do that nowadays when we were playing, it wasn't so, so easy, but you know, nowadays we can catch a game from anywhere in the world. Right. So yeah, it's great to see, man. Uh, well, I got to tell you, Landon, uh, if I remember my memory serves me correctly, Rio lost in the 2009 championship game to Linfield Christian, but you guys, your senior year, you guys beat Linfield Christian in a semifinal game, eventually went to the finals and, and lost to, uh, you know, those Bobcats of, of Hamilton. But do you remember much of that game against uh, Linfield Christian, the semifinal back in 04? To be honest, I don't. I know we won and I remember the game. I don't remember much about it. 
strangely enough, I remember more our junior high season when we played Linfield Christian. And what sticks out to me so much from that, I think it was either seventh or eighth grade, they had a fullback who was about 275 pounds, maybe pushing 300 <laughs> in like seventh grade. And this dude was huge. Uh, but yeah, that's what I remember most about Linfield Christian back then. Um, I did get to catch a junior high game when um, Coach Burns' two boys were playing. He, I don't believe he was coaching yet. He may have just started. I don't remember. But I did um, catch a Rio Hondo junior high, Rio Hondo Linfield Christian junior high game with those two guys playing Lorenzo Burns and Simeon Burns back in um, probably it was right after college. So maybe like 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. But um, yeah, other than that, don't really remember that playoff game though. But uh, I mean, we won. So who cares? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Beat him up good. Uh, and yeah. uh, no, that's a th- funny thing about the Linfield. Uh, we'll call it a rivalry is that there's been a ton of junior high games. I mean, there's not many programs that play tackle football, but Rio and Linfield have played each other a lot at the junior high level. And Coach Burns did just tell that story also about you kind of saying hello to the kids and everything. And and yeah. uh, some real people are like, why is Landon over there talking to them? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I had some real people upset with me. But, hey, I mean, I got a lot of respect for Coach Burns. You know, there's not too many things I wouldn't do for that guy if he asked me. So, um, you know, if he asks, I, I come running. It's not a problem, yeah. but, you know. If Rio asked me the same day and I had to choose, Rio Hondo prep all the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah right. You, you're not. You, you got to be pulling for Rio on Friday night, right? Versus your, your old coach. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Just making sure. Uh, do you have a, a, a memory or a story you could share with us about Coach Burns when when he was coaching you back in college? Ooh, man, there's so many. I wish you could have prepped <laughs> for this one. I could have come up with a good one, but uh, oh, good. Um, Coach. Let's see. Uh, I can't really give you a story off the top of my head, but I can say that many practices and many games, Coach Burns would be on level 100 out of 10. I mean, Coach <laughs> never, he never calmed down. He never, you never saw like a level, like, I mean, just a chill, like calm, cool, collected Coach Burns. It was always, you know, his sayings were the funniest things in the world. I mean, um, when guys would get hit, like guys would get taken out by an offensive lineman or something like that, he would baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Turf. <laughs> um, you know, that was probably one of my favorite sayings from Coach Burns. That that one, that one will live on forever. But uh, yeah, Coach Burns is a great guy. I mean, it's just funny. Like in the college world, I mean, there's a lot of curse words that get tossed around. Coach Burns, you never hear curse. He wouldn't curse. But he would, you would feel like you got cussed out and you got like told, you know, you need to get it together in the worst way possible. But when you look back at it, it was, there was no curse words. There was no, <laughs> there was no like demeaning words he said to you, but you got the point and you wanted to go 10 times harder for him the next play. That's fantastic, man. I, I love it. What a, what a great dude. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> the father, Absolutely. son, and the holy turf. <laughs> father, son, and the holy turf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Landon, thanks for joining me. Just a quick little, uh, little hit here uh, to talk about the upcoming game. I'm excited. I know you are. And um, you know, anything we can do to kind of keep promoting the program, I want to keep doing it. And uh, Rio's Rio's in for a tough one. Uh, Linfield's 0-2, but coach Burns is going to have the lions ready. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a coach at Rio Hondo right now, I'm telling my guys be ready for a hard hitting fast pace, no hold, no holding back, just go all out type of game um, from those guys. 
Coach Burns is that type of coach. He's not going to accept anything but 100% every, on every play. Um, I know in your podcast, he told you about the loafs before. Coach Burns was huge on, you know, if you – so when we watched film and there was an end of the play, if you weren't in the screen at the end of that play on every play, then you were considered a loaf. So you literally – the guy could run for a 75-yard touchdown, and if you didn't chase him for 75 yards as a – as a defensive nose tackle, like, dude, if you weren't in that screen at the end of the play, you got considered as a loaf. And a loaf was um, not hustling, not moving, um, not getting across the field, not chasing down the ball. So, Rio, just expect them to not stop until the whistle's blown on every single play. And I know that's a big thing for Rio Prep, too. So, I expect a hard-fought game on both ends of the ball. That's fantastic. What a, what a great uh, philosophy. Yeah. Get in the, you better get in the picture frame or, or you didn't yeah. try hard. He enough. would freeze it at the end of the play. And if you weren't, if he couldn't count every single defensive lineman, you were a loaf. So. Wow. That's the kind of effort I think that, that uh, his team's going to put forward on Friday night. So real better, better be able to match it. Uh, and, and did you, I mean, uh, Landon Rio 49 win, 49, nothing win over Pauly on Friday night. How I great was that? that? Man, that was amazing to see. I was so glad to hear, see that. I didn't get to catch any of the highlights or anything. We're going to have to go back and look. But when I saw 49-0 against Polly, man, that put something special in my heart that day. So good job, Rio. Let's do it again this week. Yeah. Against Linfield, I will be a thousand times happier, and I will let Coach Burns know how happy I am. (laughs) So let's see it. (laughs) Come on, kids. Come on, boys. Uh, You know, represent Landon well here. He's got the bragging rights uh, with Coach Burns he he desperately (laughs) needs. So uh, that, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. But yeah, for those that don't know, I mean, there's a YouTube channel, Real Hondo Prep Football that puts out some great highlights. And uh, sometimes you could see, you know, there's, there's plenty of ways to, to tune in and yeah, Landon, definitely check that out. Um, Landon, I every time you and I get together, we jokingly, ref, you know, we talk about our playing days and such, and, and, you know, both inside linebackers, uh, we were in the backfield together, mostly me handing you the ball. Uh, but you all, you always gave me a hard time about, Cause I would call the plays in the, in both huddles and you would give me a hard time about not being able to hear me or understand me. So what could you uh, uh, relay that to the audience? Oh man. Yeah. Hersma was uh, <laughs> as much as I talk about coach Burns and his, his craziness, Matt was probably the coach Burns of real Honda press. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was hilarious, man. You, uh, you definitely were the leader of the, um, the backfield on both sides of the ball, but, <laughs> Yeah, your um, your way of delivering the play and <laughs> your verbal skills were not the best back then, especially when you were when you were pumped up. So yeah, a lot of mumbling with the number at the end of it, and I never knew. I always had to check with Jordan, Jordan <laughs> uh, tailback to see what was actually going on. Jordan, Which, Jordan translated. How many schools can say that our quarterback slash middle linebacker called plays on both sides of the ball? with our tailback as the strong safety slash tailback. So I would check with Jordan on both sides of the ball. Like, hey, what did Matt say again? (laughs) (laughs) Jordan would come down with a strong safety, relay it to me. Or on the other side of the ball, at tailback, he'd let me know what to do. So He would just roll his eyes. I saw him yesterday. We hung out a little bit. And uh, he was was so funny. He'd just roll his eyes. He'd be like, Matt, you have to speak clearer. I'm like, hey, I'd get all, I'd get all, fired you know i was so intense all the time and i just i couldn't take a breath and just speak clearly so my oh, apologies landon my apologies oh, it was great every time if i ever had to ask you you were so turned up and so like out of control that i you couldn't even say anything to me you would just tell me, your last words were always just hit somebody <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right let's do it yeah <laughs> 
we'll find the, we'll find the ball eventually. Exactly. Oh, dude, oh, it's so, so many great memories uh, playing alongside oh, you. I mean, you were you were a rock star, and, and again, I was just I was just trying to outsmart dudes while you were this superior athletically and all that. So uh, you took yeah. on a lot of a lot of extra bodies, a lot of blocks. So I was able to get a few tackles. But uh, thank you, Landon. Hey, what are teammates for, man? I'm yeah. glad you were there. You got me <laughs> right, man. You uh, you helped me with my uh, you know, learning. Learning how to outsmart people every once in a while without just, you know, hitting everything <laughs> that moves. So you know, I learned a lot from you on both sides of the ball. And I oh, dude. Oh, dude. You're far too kind. Uh, you were just uh, you, you learn what not to do by, by watching me. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Landon, uh, thanks for doing this, man. Um, Absolutely. Let, let's talk soon, man. We'll have you back on the podcast, too. Uh, maybe we got we got to talk about our Rams. I mean, I'm excited for this upcoming year, man. Yeah, that's going to be whew, that's going to be fun, man. I, I can't wait to see what these guys do. Gonna miss Cam Makers, but hey, you know it is what it is. What a tough loss that was. I was yeah. so mad. Oh well, next man up. Look, Sony yeah. Michelle. Hey, Sony Michelle, right? A, Sony Michelle's not a bad, uh, you know, replacement there. Oh yeah, I think we'll be all right. But yeah, hey, that's what we do in LA, man. We just keep reloading, right? That's right, baby. That's right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll have you on, and we'll talk some Rams football since uh, you know just to, just to annoy people. So I uh, can't <laughs> I can't wait for that. Landon, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, go Rio, beat the Lions. Rio. Uh, hopefully, uh, Friday night you can be texting your coach uh, uh, every every uh, insult you want. I mean, <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. Coach Burns, you're my guy, but go Rio. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Matt. Thank you, Landon Goodwill, for coming on the program and for uh, well offering up a few kind words. I appreciate that, but also appreciate your insight into the upcoming game this Friday night between Rio Hondo Prep. And Linfield Christian playing your old coach, Deshaun Burns. Glad to hear you're rooting for Rio Landon. I never doubted it. Never did for a second. Uh, my old teammate and uh, one of the best players Rio has ever had uh, go through the program. Former Division One football player at UTEP as well. Uh, guys, this has been a fun podcast today. I've had some technical difficulties along the way, but hey, uh, that's life. That uh, we The world keeps spinning and we'll try to keep this podcast uh, going. And, and I hope that everyone enjoys the episodes here during the football season where we will be talking about the Rio uh, games from the previous Friday and looking forward to the upcoming game. I don't think we'll always have the opposing coach on. It just happened to work out these first two weeks with uh, Chris Smoke and Deshaun Burns coming on the podcast, but uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. And we'll, we'll even bring on some uh, other alumni, I think, to, to talk kind of like Landon did briefly just about the program. And uh, we'll try again. Uh, my goal is to continue to promote the program and give, give the boys at uh, RHP, uh, on the gridiron, give them something to, uh, to uh, be happy about. And just, uh, they represent us every Friday night. And so we want to try to, uh, you know, speak up and, and promote the program as, as best we can. So uh, when the NFL season starts, the college season starts, I definitely will be um, talking about some of that as well. After, of course, the conversations with head football coach, Mark Carson, um, uh, as, as the season progresses. So, those are the plans. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, one final note about the show I want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk about this with Bill Barnes on Wednesday, the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Another reminder that that will be recorded on Wednesday, so it meant to come out to you Wednesday afternoon. Um, we'll get into a lot of things with Bill, as those who have listened before uh, obviously know. And then John Lee Jr. is our is our guest on Friday. I've recorded with him already. Great conversation uh, that you don't want to miss, so be sure to tune in for that. But as I wrap up the show today, I wanted to read to you guys a few names. Uh, 13 names specifically that unfortunately um, we lost uh, in the U.S. military. Uh, they were killed in Afghanistan. 
um, during a, a terrorist uh, attack, a, a suicide bomber. Um, very, very sad, but I wanted to read th- their names. We talked about a lot of uh, you know, fun things today, football. I don't want to send anyone out on a sour note. I just want people to think of these names throughout their day, throughout their week, maybe um, that, you know, I won't get it again, get into all the specifics of it or the politics of it. I just, I, I think these young men and women, they were so young, not much older than um, the, the football players at Rio Hondo prep. And um, you know, I think it puts, puts things in perspective to make us appreciate um those who give so much to us and for do so much for us. And these individuals uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice last week. And again, I'll talk more about this on Wednesday, but uh, I wanted to you to read the read you, excuse me, their names, uh, 11 from the Marines, one from the Navy and one from the army. So these 11 are from the United States Marine Corps, Lance Corporal Riley McCollum, 20 of Jackson, Wyoming, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, 20 of Wentzville, Missouri, Lance Corporal David Espinosa, 20, of Laredo, Texas. Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22, of Riverside County, California. Lance Corporal Kareem Nakui, 20, of Norco, California. Corporal Dagan William Tyler Page, 23, of Red Oak, Iowa. Corporal Humberto Sanchez, 22, of Logansport, Indiana. Sergeant Johanny Rosario, 25, of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover, Jr., 31, of Midvale, Utah. Sergeant Nicole G., 23, of Roseville, California. Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, 20, of Rancho Cucamonga, California. From the Navy, a hospital corpsman, Max Soviet, 22, of Berlin Heights, Ohio. And from the Army, Sergeant, Staff Sergeant Ryan Naus, 23, of Coryton, Tennessee. Uh, four of those individuals from California, three from right here in Southern California, not too far uh, from where I'm sitting in Norco, um, Rancho Cucamonga and Riverside County out in the high de- out in the desert, I believe out in like the La Quinta area. So uh, our hearts are with those people, those individuals. Thank you again for your service and for um, sacrificing the paying the ultimate sacrifice for the United States. And um, you will be missed. We, I want to honor you and I'll talk more about this on Wednesday, but um, yeah, just, if you can say a prayer, think of those families uh, they're hurting right now and uh, we owe them everything. So anyway, that will wrap up today's show. I'll talk more about that on Wednesday with Bill Barnes. Um, looking very much forward to the football game this Friday with Rihondo prep going down to Temecula and playing Linfield Christian uh, and head coach Deshaun Burns, Landon Goodwell's former college coach. So Thanks again to Mark Carson for coming on the program and to Coach Burns for uh, making an appearance as well. And Landon Goodwell stepping in for a few minutes to chat about the program and uh, his old coach. So can't wait for the game. Hopefully it's another uh, Real Hondo victory on Friday night. I don't think it's going to be quite 49, nothing like last week. I think you're, you're running into a, uh, probably a better football team in, in Linfield Christian, at least um, their, their history, their, their body of work. Uh, would say that. And so you heard about a lot about that from coach Burns, but anyway, should be a fun game seven o'clock in Temecula at Linfield Christian. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in today for joining me for some real Honda prep football talk. We'll be back Wednesday with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh in. Uh, But until then guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or round in third base, get home safe. (laughs) 